Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Jelanić. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. And this is a real day for pleasure, I tell ya. Our topic is a hot one, clitoracy. How fluent are you in your clitoris? Well, we're going to be talking about that. How fluent are you in clitoris and even in your own or even in your lovers? That's, that's the question of the hour. Before we jump into the show and the topic, I would love to chat with you guys about some of the things that are going on in my life. So for those of you who are listening and it's the current show, we are still going through pandemic 2020 and it is May and it's crazy that we're still going through pandemic. I have lots of interesting takes on that, but that's not what this show is about. What is interesting though is thanks to pandemic, I get to be taking belly dance classes on Wednesday nights with a friend of mine online, which has been super fun and my body is so excited and happy for belly dancing and I'm finding that my hips are just like doing moves here and there and all over the place. And I mentioned that because what it's done for my body is it's invited a kind of a, a different energy into sensual movement for me. Um, the movement that I've studied has a pretty sensual vibe to it. When I look at what we're doing in belly dance class and the different move, movements we do, I think it's very interesting how much they're very close to the movement that I learned with the body work that I do. And there's a little edge of super sexiness with them that wasn't in the teachings of the body work that I learned. So the belly dancing definitely has that sexy edge and it's so fun. And as that energy has been opening up, I've been uh, curious to look at other things about how to become more fluent in other ways with our bodies as well. Fluency is like a way that energy moves and fluency as a way that we can just get more, I guess, more communication going with our body, we can say. So aside from that, I've been watching this. It's it's sort of interesting, sort of not. So I'm not going to really promote it. This uh, Spanish show called uh, Victoria, I think it's called Victoria. Anyway, in it, uh, there are all these characters, uh, different level, like different places in their lives with their like sexual awareness and it's uh it was interesting because of the characters you could see that some of them are supposed to be very sexually aware and their partners are sexually very literate and the other ones are very illiterate so i thought it could be a fun conversation to talk about clitoracy in general and like what is that like what is clitoracy and what an interesting and fun word uh, from where I'm familiar with the word clitoracy is that it came from Regina Thomas Hauer in her book, Pussy of Reclamation. However, um, there are other references to the word clitoracy. There's an artist uh, in 2015, she did 
an art installation that was that was all about cliteracy as well. I will see if I can find that information for you guys because it's just kind of fun information to have. So I'll look for that after. But just so you know, there are many references in literature and in art to what we're now calling cliteracy. For one thing, when we're talking about cliteracy, we're talking about knowing and having conversation and having information about the clitoris. Seems like a pretty small thing to have conversation about. Well, the truth is for some people, yes, the clitoris is small. And for some people, they there are clitorises in the world that are engorged and enlarged and they're they're actually more on the verge of uh, what people would identify as like small penises. So clitorises are a wide range of, of possibilities. There are super long clitorises, super small ones, ones that have hoods that clitoral hoods that you know retract more, ones that are more hidden ones that are deep. And then we've got women in the world whose clitorises have been removed because of clitoridectomies. So this conversation is about all of that and more. And we're going to be talking about the anatomy and we're going to be talking about like the do's and don'ts of the clitoris. And, you know, in general, how do we become better lovers with ourselves you know, as women with our own clitorises, and then how do we invite our partners to become more fluent with our clitoris without becoming a nag or a bore or being, you know, bossy or something? Unless, of course, your partner's into bossy and you guys have some BDSM play going on. Cool. And if you don't, then how do we approach this subject? And it's a subject that's pretty, I think, secretly important to women. My awareness of this is that so many women would love to have this conversation and are afraid of it. I know that because I invited a whole lot of women to come on and talk with me tonight about this, and so many uh, have not shown up. So that's an interesting thing to me that as much as people are saying they'd like to talk about the clitoris, how much is there like fear? How much is their judgment, self-judgment? Do I know enough? What can I say? All right, cool. That's part of it. That's part of what's going on. And, you know, maybe the more we have these conversations openly, maybe people will be able to tell their partner what they like. You know, if you identify as a woman and you have the anatomy that is identified gender-wise as a woman, like you have a vulva and you have the clitoris is part of that, maybe you'll be able to have a conversation about what you like. It's interesting to me that we have been basically trained our entire lifetimes to make this this super powerful piece, part of our anatomy, it, that we've been trained to hide the fact that it's powerful. We've been trained to hide the fact that it's pleasurable and there's so there's so much that we've been trained to not receive with our bodies and especially with our clitorises that it's like we push push them aside, brush them aside and made them irrelevant, but they're really, really relevant. And I like to talk about the relevancy of the clitoris because we have 
still so many places in the world that know there's some potency in that clitoris, which is why they're doing clitoridectomies, because they just swear women are going to go outrageous. Uh, they're going to become, you know, sexual fanatics, uh, you know, something psychologically disturbing, or maybe they'll cheat on their partners or whatever. If they are, um, you know, if they have a clitoris that's, you know, visible. I'm saying visible because even the women who have had clitoridectomies a lot of times, there is still a root of the clitoris that still remains. And as we know from one of my first conversations here on The Pleasure Zone with the OM people, the people from OM, the orgasmic meditation, people from One Taste, talked about how the clitoris is actually, even in women who have had clitoridectomies, the clitoris is something that is so deep and actually much longer than we expected to think that it is, that it is still possible to find ways to stimulate that in women who have had clitoridectomies. So I mentioned this, why? Not to freak you out and make you cross your legs and squirm, oh my God, women are getting clitoridectomies. If this is news to you, I'm sorry that this might be scaring you, but if if you're familiar with this concept where, you know, uh, women have had their clitorises removed, then you'll get that this conversation needs to occur so that this, this can be a choice. Like I... I'm not making it wrong. I'm saying if women would like this in their life, cool. But to be coerced or to be told that this is the right way to do it or to be told like this is you're only clean or you're only marriable or whatever the propaganda and whatever all of these uh, stories are that women are being told and then forced into having clitoridectomies, that I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with the force of anything to a child or an adult, I'm completely for and all for whatever activities you're choosing to engage in as long as they are consensual, you have consented and the other person is consented, I'm all for that. And if that is something that women out there are going, I'd really like a clitoridectomy, okay. I'm not gonna judge your choice on that. I would like you to have information before you know, you're feeling like you're forced, held down, and then have your clitoris ripped off. I would like you to have information so that you can have an informed choice. I'm all about the informed choice, and I'm all about consensual anything. If you want to poop on each other and you've consented to it, you go for it. If you want to, I don't know, whatever it is, screw in public, go ahead, as long as you're consenting to each other and to the people who are having to watch you and they've all consented and said, yes, we would like to watch you have sex in public. Okay, everybody's consented, awesome. It's when um, people are forced into situations, you know, even if you're having sex in public and, you know, the people around you are, are in a position where they can't not watch you, that's not fair either, right? So that's not really giving them a choice. I mean, they could close their eyes, but... Um, you know, if you're, if you're being a, a, like super in their face, then the chances are, no, you're probably going to get a lot of attention. So all for choice. And what can we do to have more and more choice with what we know and what we choose and what we do with our clitorises? Well, ladies and 
gentlemen, whoever you are out there that, you know, have an anatomically a clitoris, I'm not going to say that there aren't any people who identify as male out there that have a clitoris because there are people out there who identify as male who maybe haven't transitioned yet um, into uh, having their gender identity changed into being male. So all of you, all of everyone who is, you know, uh, embracing the clitoris and to the men who are transitioning, who are actually women who are transitioning into being uh, women as well, who would like to know about the magical clitoris. I haven't done a lot of research on uh, how how they can have that show up, but that would be a curious a curiosity. I'm curious if there's anybody out there who is transitioning from uh, gender male or being born male to gender female, and they're going through the transition and they're going through the operation. I would love to know about that from a from a personal perspective, like what what um what you feel is pleasurable, what do you what is your choice in terms of having surgery and like what do you have in the end? And I get it's all personal, but really this is like information and if you're willing to share it, that's fantastic. And I I also get that for some people they're like, well, I don't ask about yours. I'm like, okay, but I am asking about yours. So there you go. So um, as for all of you who are listening too, if you really don't know where or what the clitoris is, that is the place to start, right? That is where do we start? The clitoris is not on your face unless you're really lucky and it happens to be like at the tip of your nose and you have two and then every time you sneeze, you rub your clitoris. Actually, that sounds very enjoyable. I would be really okay with the hidden secret clitoris on the tip of my nose that every time I like touch my nose or rub my nose or have an Eskimo kiss, that it's like having clitoral stimulation. That would be all right. That was a complete sidetrack because that's where my brain goes. So um, if you really don't know where the clitoris is, it's part of what we call the vulva. So the vulva includes things like the labia majora, labia minora, introitus, and it includes the clitoris and the clitoral hood. And all of those, there's different parts to the clitoris, which are very akin to the different parts of a penis, actually. There's uh, equally as many anatomical kind of uh, parts to them, like the shaft and the clitoral hood is akin to the foreskin. So we'll talk a little bit more about that so you can know about, about the anatomy how to work with this crazy wild thing called the clitoris and have some fun with it. And maybe my brave, brave friends are going to come on and start to talk about their experiences. I hope that shows up. So uh, thank you so much for listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we're going to head to our first commercial break. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenic. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. So before the break, I had mentioned that I knew that there was an artist who had done um, a piece of work called Clitoracy. Her name is Sophia Wallace, and that work is from 2015. So feel free to look for that and check that out. So let's talk about some actual, some factual actuals about the clitoris. And oh, we do have a brave friend of mine who's joining today, and I love that. Awesome. <laughs> but she will in a few minutes. Awesome, awesome. She's just listening right now. <laughs> so, And I think she has some experience with clitoracy, so I'm excited to have her join us. And let's talk about some factual, actual, factual things about clitorises, because that can be helpful to have some background information. So... One of the things I think that a lot of people think about when they think about the clitoris, and it kind of tapped into this, is a lot of people think the clitoris is just that little bit that maybe you can see. Uh, and, and I've had so many men go, I can't find yours. Why? Because mine is a hidden secret gem, I tell you people. And the thing about having a hidden secret gem of a clitoris is it makes a guy or girl, whoever the the pleasure the pleasure player is that day makes the pleasure player have a little bit of uh, fun coming in to to explore like where is this clitoris and like what's going on here. So I would like people to have a little bit of you know exploratory fun. And like I mentioned earlier, there are clitorises of various sizes and lengths and widths, and there are like I mentioned before some that even look like um, very small penises and that all of that normal none of that requires you to go out and have any kind of plastic surgery done i don't know if you guys know this but there is a lot of plastic surgery going on on women's genitals now and that is by women's choice which blows my mind when we have this whole part of society too that's still doing the clitoridectomies what's going on people can we just stop judging 
our beautiful vulvas. That would be awesome. Yay. So not judging our beautiful vulvas would be fantastic. So clitorises. My friends, they're not just that little thing that you can maybe barely see or that's hidden under the clitoral hood and you know you're like, wow, that's pretty microscopic. That I don't know if I, what I can do with that. I can't even find it. And, you know, I remember one guy going, it's like a button. It's not a button, you know, just like, I don't know, like buttons. You stick through holes. I, I don't understand why they would think it's a button or like a push button. It's not a push button. Um, I suppose you could tap, like tapping on it can feel pretty good with a certain kind of touch. But I don't like, a, you know, just press it and all of a sudden, bam, something turns on. So, no, it's not that. So if you've watched porn where, you know, somebody, you know, just sticks their finger on a clitoris and the woman goes crazy. No, that's not how it works. That I'm aware of. I don't know, ladies out there listening. If yours works that way, congratulations. You are lucky. You can just touch it and you're ready to rock and roll. Awesome. And there are women out there, my friends, who have a lot of pain that goes on with having their clitorises touched as well. They have something that's usually called vulvodynia. Their vulva hurts. So that means that, you know, they've got pain in their labia usually, labia minora, labia majora, pain having their clitoris stroked. Uh, oftentimes they have pain with even having penetration. So this is not, you know, this is not going to be a comfortable thing for a woman who has something like vulvodynia. And for those of you women out there who do have vulvodynia, um, I encourage you to first become friends with your clitoris and, and become friends with your vulva. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And I really like, um, there are so many great methods out there. And Betty Dotson is one of the pioneers of masturbation for women in the world. And she's phenomenal. She's been teaching masturbation, I think, since like the late 60s or early 70s. She was using this like Panasonic vibrator that looks, daunting it's like massive still in the world it's considered one of the number one best-selling tools for masturbation for women i don't own one and i find it like daunting to look at but hey if you have one good for you betty dotson would swear by it and and betty dotson really came into gears in the 70s just letting women know about their anatomy for one thing unless you're like a yoga master the chances of you being able to be able to like really look at your vulva thoroughly and like lean over and look, you got to be pretty flexible to do that. And so some women can absolutely do it. Some can't. I know I can do it when I do some pretty whack poses where I like lie on my back and throw my legs behind my head. Yes. If that turns you on, I hope it does. And it's part of like a stretching thing I do. But you can throw, if I throw my legs over my head, yes, I get a really good view of my vulva, but not everybody can do that. So your chances of having the the opportunity to come face to face with your vulva and have a friendship with your vulva is pretty rare, I would say. So you're going to want to bring out your... <laughs> You're going to want to bring out your mirror. It's it's easy, it's friendly, and it's super cool to be able to look at what you've got and just check out your parts. And instead of going, oh, my God, my labia are so, oh, my God, my labia are so small. Oh, my God, my labia are so big. A lot of women don't uh, spread out their labia being small because a lot of labia in porn are small. 
But it's a lot of women who have larger labia, like me, who have had a lot of paranoia about that. And so it's really to get you to get back in friends with your vulva in general. Find your clitoris. And and so why I say this is like my impression of what's a lot of time going on with women with vulvodynia is they've kind of disconnected completely from their vulva. And this is a great way to start to become reconnected and become friends with your vulva again. I'm not saying this is your cure-all because some women actually have nerve damage and there are other things that are going on. They may have had excessive amounts of endometrial endometriosis or something and had many ablations done. So they have like a lot of damage and scar tissue. That's all possible too. And I'm just saying for the, you know, a woman who's experiencing something like vulvodynia, get out that mirror Take it, unless you can do that crazy pose I was talking about, get out the mirror, have a look, have a conversation. Be like, hey, how's it going, girl? What's going on down there? Aren't you looking good? For those of you who who have Netflix, I think the show is still on called Big Mouse. And like episode two, one of the characters, it's a cartoon. One of the characters um, is she's going through puberty. They're all going through puberty. And she has a conversation with her vulva and it's so freaking cute she's like hey and her vulva's talking back to her going hey girl how's it going where have you been so glad we're chatting so they're having this like super friendly fun conversation and to me this is like the great such a great example of what we can have with our any one of our body parts but today we're talking about the clitoris and, and the clitoris because of the number of uh, nerve endings in the clitoris, it doesn't just affect that tiny little, what we think is that tiny little area. It spreads out. It spreads out through your whole pelvis. So your clitoris itself has 8,000 nerve endings, but when those nerve endings get activated, they actually activate another 15,000 nerve endings in your pelvic area. Doesn't that blow your mind? Like, I think it's like in total, it's like 15,000, know, whatever, numbers. They're freaking huge. Your your pelvic area is lit up, like so happy. And unless, of course, you're experiencing vulvodynia, and then it's not so happy. And this is, you know, go back to some other stuff. So yay, pelvis. So if you think about that, that's a lot of nerve endings in one area, which includes like your buttocks and different things around your whole pelvic area. So think about this, ladies. If you got like pain in your ass going on, you got pain in your lower back, you got even pain in your upper legs, I bet you if you start having a friendship with your clitoris and you start chatting with her and you start stroking her, you're going to be able to release some some like lower back tension, some super stuff going on in there. Why? Because you're going to be stimulating nerves that maybe need to be stimulated you're going to be creating new neural connections in your brain that might actually send uh, some other information through your body. Like, hey, this touch is actually pleasurable. Yay, this doesn't have to mean pain. And start slow, becoming friends with your clitoris. And have a little peek at her, check her out, have a little talk. Hey, how you doing, girl? What's going on? What would you like today? Just curious. <laughs> you know, so we got 8,000 nerve endings. Plus all those extra endings that go to the to the pelvic area, isn't that magnificent? Doesn't that just excite you thinking about how like m how much that can just 
explode your world. Just the clitoris is amazing. It's actually got two times more nerve endings than a penis. And how many guys shriek in pain if you kick them in the balls or in the crotch? I know when I was, I cracked a guy in the crotch once, like punched him, but I warned him. I was like, dude, if you don't shut up and if you don't stop being obnoxious, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm going to have to crack you in the nuts. And then he just stood there and I said, I promise you, if you don't move, I'm going to crack you one in the nuts. And he did. And, and I wasn't kidding by saying crack because when I punched him in the nuts, it made a cracking sound. But I warned this guy like twice, shut the fuck up or I'm going to have to crack you in the nuts. And he cried. He cried a lot. And, but I'm thinking he's got half the nerve endings that I have in my clitoris. If he punched me, in the clitoris, I'd be crying and dying, I tell you. But it's funny, right? Like, we don't think about punch a woman in the vulva. I don't know where that thought came from. But we don't, it's just not something I think about. I just don't think about punching women in the vulvas. <laughs> and thank goodness for that. That's right. The chat in, in, in the chat room. Yeah, thank goodness. We've never been like, use that as a common term. I'm going to crack her one in the, in the vulva. No, but we, we will often say I'm going to punch that guy in the nuts. Like, I don't know why he made the nuts and the balls, so, the penis so much more as if it's more sensitive, but no, it's not because we have twice, twice the nerve endings as any average boy. So, woohoo, isn't that wild? We've only talked about the very tip of our sweet iceberg called the clitoris. There's so much more fun stuff to talk about. And I've got some brave friends who have chosen to come on and play too. I'm so excited for my brave friends. I'm going to bring them on after this next commercial break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? For a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melissa Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com this is the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. 
That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Well, welcome back, sweet pleasure, pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about becoming a little bit more literate in our clitoris. Yes, indeed. What do you know about your clitoris? Or what do you know about your lover's clitoris? Do you know anything about it? Have you even ever touched it? Have you ever stroked it? Have you ever stuck your tongue on it and played around with it? Have you done anything with that sweet little, you know, bundle of love, bundle of nerves? You know, when people say you're such a bundle of nerves, I think, hell yeah, I am. I got a clitoris with 8,000 nerve endings. I am a bundle of nerves. How about you? And I think it's a great thing. How lucky is that? <laughs> so I'm inviting... um I'm inviting my sweet friend, uh, Keisha, to come chat with me about what does she know about clitorises because she's got experience in this area. She's got one. She's seen them. She knows what to do with them. You know what to do with a clitoris, right? I know something, yes. Awesome. That's cool. I want to know, you, you kind of heard a bit of, of the show so far, and I'm wondering, like, what are some fun things that you've learned in your life about your clitoris? Oh man, she's pretty powerful. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, uh, when I learned that there was more to the clitoris than the little bit that you actually see, um, it was pretty amazing. Uh, how do I say this? It was really, it gave a whole new way for me to play with my own body. And it was, it was really, it, it took the pleasure voltage up quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to nice. put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not a word, I it is that. not. The pleasure voltage. Yeah. Uh, pleasure voltage. Yeah, it should be, right? It's like, what wattage are you at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, 60 watt pleasure voltage, 120 watt, 5,000 watt pleasure voltage. I like it. <laughs> Exploding. Yeah. So it, what do it, you think, you like... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it's easy to get, you know, we have those mental pictures and I think it's kind of interesting, you know, because if we play with some of our, the energetic principles here, like what you focus on is where the energy goes. And if we're only thinking that the clitoris is that, that like you were saying, that button area, you know, which is, no, it is not a button. Um, it's, it's, what was intriguing to me is like when I had the awareness that there was way more involved than just that limited sort of area, um, it opened up a whole new window of of what pleasure could be, and it like it opened it up in my body as well. So, mm. does that does that do you get sort of the imagery of that? Like when we're willing to acknowledge this might sound funny, but when we're willing to acknowledge our our clitoris in our mind, <laughs> like that. You get you have a different picture of it, so you can relate to it in a different way, 
Um, mm-hmm. And then you can kind of get out of the linearity with it, you know. And then you can start asking your body to show you what else is possible. And you can start asking, as you were saying, you can start asking your clitoris to start showing you what else is possible. And you can ask I your love clitoris to show you what else is possible. <laughs> totally. What I love about that that um, idea that you just sort of shared was that, you know, if you if you have if you have like this ability to imagine things or visualize, and you also mm-hmm. have uh, an ability to be able to sense what you visualize, how fun would it be that even though oh, yeah. so we got the clitoris with its eight thousand nerve endings, and then phys- the physiology is that it extends to like fifty thousand nerves in the pelvic area. What if all of those nerves? I mean, all of our nervous system is interconnected, right? Right to the brain, yeah. and we know that the brain is so key to orgasm. What mm-hmm. if the clitoris is actually through our whole body, from head to toe? Really, right? Yes. I'm down. Isn't for that fun? Let's go there. <laughs> yeah. So I like to like how much fun can we have just playing with the energy of your clitoris, even though it starts in that one spot, it extends through your whole body goes Mm -hmm. like how fun can this be let's just like play with this energy for a second and so everybody out there with a clitoris or who would you know love to be playing with one right now if you can just (laughs) be present with your clitoris and imagine like the most delightful touch whatever that is for you and just imagine that your body's receiving that and then it's going at, at whatever speed you love and require and whatever you know depths of pressure that you love and require and then that that energy is going to just extend through the 8,000 nerve endings, through the 15,000 in your pelvis area, pelvic area. And then as you breathe in and breathe out, it's going to expand. That energy is just going to start to expand and fill your body. Fill your body. And then what if it even goes beyond your body, right? So physical body orgasm and then energetic body orgasms. How fun is that? What if your clitoris is like the invitation to blow the lid off of every orgasm you've ever had? Have fun with that, guys and gals. <laughs> yeah. And you know, so it makes me, I thought, as you were talking, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. As I was talking, what happened? As you, as you were talking, as you were saying that, my curiosity went, to, you know, how we talk about the neural clusters that are in the ab- in the abdominal region. And, yeah. like, if we were to find, wouldn't it be interesting if we were to find, um, and there could be some, some studies out there already or some articles out there already, I'm not sure, but um, if we were to find that actually neural clusters were also found in the pelvis. And, yeah. you know, because the, the design of the clitoris is like, so amazing it really looks like a little goddess you know and it really does <laughs> it, it, it's and it's got wings like if you like a goddess with wings yeah. <laughs> so so like all the directions that the we could say branches of the clitoris goes like the pleasure goes all over so like why why would we try to constrain that why would we try to limit that or contain that <laughs> Why would we? There's no reason to. It just expands and expands and oh, so fun. I have a curious question for you. Um, okay. When do you, do you remember the first time you actually discovered that you had a clitoris, or that maybe you didn't know the name of it, but that you had this experience of of having sensation in your clitoris? Like, you know, how did 
Like, do you remember yeah. what that was like for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I love I that was you were very just like, young. oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was very young. Now, I had, so I had some interesting medical trauma around oh, okay. all of that. And, um, but I was, yeah, I was quite young. And um, then it wasn't until, well, I don't know. I guess I was probably late high school, early college that I actually started to to really play with more than just clitoral stimulation. So, um, cool. but it was, it was like, as a, as a small child, it was just this, um, when it was not having to do with the, the medical aspect, uh, when I could, once I got out of that, away from that, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely something I desired. It was like, oh, that feels amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have to be an adult to enjoy that sensation, you know. So, oh, yeah, body. No, you don't have to be an adult. And you don't I have to be in your 30s that. or 40s. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't and, about and, a copulatory type of thing. It was really this, whoa, that feels amazing, you know. Oh, I want to do that again, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> There's definitely magic in them. They're clitoris, I tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun to even be like the invitation to people at young, because you were kind of saying I was pretty young when I discovered my clitoris. I was like, I remember being four, but I'm sure it was before that. Um, mm-hmm. So when people talk about being young, there's no... There's no defining age of when it's okay to discover your clitoris. And there's no like, oh, my God, I was late. Oh, my God, I was early. Like, there are some babies who in utero who are, like, found with their hands on their genitals from boys to girls. It's, like, kind of no facts. It feels good, right? So, for me, Mm -hmm. like, when I was little, it was mostly about um, I would masturbate if I really had to, like, stop myself from peeing. I had this like fascination with trying to hold on to my pee for as long as possible. And that so I would try, <laughs> yeah, I would try and hold on. And so my masturbatory tools were, I had a pillow and my pillow was my friend. And then, then oh, I could get mm-hmm. like that orgasmic feeling and then I could hold mm-hmm. that. And that would kind of help me. It was actually helping me do Kegels, but at the time I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Yeah. And then yeah. the other reason I would do it was because I was so exhausted or frustrated or sad that it would help me sleep. So I used it as oh, a therapeutic. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, and I think there's still, like in adulthood too, sometimes my body is just stressed and I'm like, my go-to is masturbation is one of my first go-to stress relief yeah. tools. My body yeah. actually will ask you brought that up because it's like, and again, not it's like it's a pleasure type of oh gosh, let's give it a what what kind of phrase can we coin here, you know? Um because it's not about oh I need to have sex. It's about your body having a way that it can move that energy really. And yeah. And it's it, like it doesn't show like that doesn't show up the way you think it would or when you think it would. And it doesn't show up that way for every person's body. But I know this happens for, for both men and women, you know, because I've had conversations about it. And bodies do often ask for that when they're super fatigued or when they're in a heightened stress level or if you've been, you know, in a, a long exposure to stress, it, it would not be totally weird for your body to ask for that. So 
yeah, like that's one of those things I would love to um, just like let people know that's really okay and it's actually quite what we could call normal, I mean, relatively speaking. How would, how would you put that? Yeah. I would say that it's common. Yeah. It's really common. Yeah. yeah. So and now with the work yeah, you're doing I, with sex and intimacy, sex and relationship coaching, are you hearing much about that? Well, I'm hearing what I hear a lot about. I've somehow attracted a whole slew of women who are having a lot of um, pain. So I'm actually dealing with a lot of women right now, working with a lot of women who have vulvodynia, which was kind of part of the inspiration of this show as well. So I, uh, one of the people I was talking to, I, I think there's been like several this week who have had aversions to touch and then they've had a, a mm-hmm. yeah, there's just like different levels of, wow. of uh, wow. b- becoming more friends with their vulvas, right, in general. And so yeah. I'm, I'm like looking at like what are some of my favorite tools that I've found through like different research and then like that I've done for myself that can contribute mm-hmm. to people so that they they can ha- be happier with their bodies. Wow. But we're actually going to head to our commercial break. And I want to thank you so much, Keisha, for joining me and being oh, brave, a brave voice for your clitoris <laughs> and talking about her. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, so you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., Call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
Well, welcome back, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Guess what? I don't know if you know this, but there are some very interesting kind of factuals, more factuals I'd like to share with you on the clitoris. And feel free to like let me know, Keisha, if this is all news to you or if this is all like old school news. But one of the things that I uh, only recently found out was that clitorises grow throughout your lifetime. Well, I get that your body grows throughout your lifetime, but what I didn't realize is that your clitoris grows throughout your lifetime. And in fact, during menopause, it will increase like seven times its size sometimes. Isn't that phenomenal? I haven't hit menopause yet or two. And even though the clitoris is fairly small, a lot of times people don't notice the the actual size changing that much. So, though, um, I tell you, seven times bigger is a lot bigger. That sounds pretty fabulous to me. So my body is just like, whoa. I don't know if it's excited or if it's like, whatever. So that's pretty fun news. And some other, like, like we talked a bit about how uh, oh, there are so many different sizes to that as well. Um, and that what the other beautiful thing about the clitoris is the only thing that it's created for that we understand so far, the only reason we have this clitoris anatomically is the only purpose it serves is pleasure. And being the pleasure zone, that, my friends, is the ultimate pleasure zone. Your clitoris is your ultimate pleasure zone. Let's face it. Like, isn't it the coolest thing? Like, men don't have a part. People who identify as male do not have a part that is solely for pleasure. Even their penis has a secondary function, you know. But for people who gender identify as women and who have anatomical female gender parts, we got clitorises whose only function is to have pleasure. I just think that's the coolest thing in the world. And the other cool thing is that there's so many ways that you can have pleasure with your clitoris. And that's part of the exploration that you get to go on. And, you know, it could be fun that you could kind of sit and have a little conversation with your clitoris and see if there's anything that you haven't tried yet with your clitoris that it would like, and it's really funny because as I just said this, I have this like beautiful, um, these beautiful crystals in my office that I'm looking at, and some of them have been like smoothed out, and one of them just like yelled at me like yes, and like my clitoris is just like yes. I'm like all right, maybe I'll be christening some crystals with my clitoris. Like I got a jade egg and that goes inside, but I don't really have anything that's been dedicated to my clitoris. And maybe it just wants like some some soft, um, you know, tumbled crystals rolling around it. That's a whole other level of crystal healing, my friends. Doesn't that sound fun? So I know it's weird. And there's like they also have uh, way to feel kind of cooling and stuff. So I like that too. And the other thing about uh, clitorises too is that they they are so often part of what women require for for orgasm. I mean, those nerve endings go into the whole pelvic area. Uh, for some women, again, that it can be painful, that won't work for them. But a lot of times, clitoral stimulation is 
as required as, and even more so required than just penetration. So in order to have orgasm, and so many women do not have vaginal orgasms, so many women have clitoral orgasms. And there was a study that I read several months ago that said that even a, a vaginal orgasm is really truly based in the clitoris because of the way the nerve endings are around the vagina and that the way that they work with the whole pelvis. I can't remember who authored that, but it was a it was a great source of information. I want to share a few pieces of the literature with you guys that you might find interesting. I've been recently listening to a book on audiobooks called She Comes First. It was written by a man for both men and women, but it's really about getting men to become more clitorate as well. And I'm enjoying his his uh, foray and his life into like his whole story behind what had him become clitorate. And part of what had him become clitorate was that he, uh, the author of the book, his experience was that he was actually, um, he had uh, the, he had like early ejaculation. Uh, I'm getting, I'm not getting a technical word, but he would have early ejaculation. So premature, thank you, premature ejaculation. And so that was part of what had him start to get curious about how to pleasure a woman. In January, I had a guest on who wrote a book called Conscious Cock. And most of his book, as much as you would think it's going to be about penises, so much of about it is actually about, um, it, that one's dedicated to heterosexual couples, but it's really about having more um, understanding for men about the women's anatomy. She Comes First is is a gender neutral. It's for anybody who wants to love a vagina. And by all time favorite is definitely Pussy a Reclamation by Regina Thomas Hauer. She is so amazing at just giving a whole history and story behind all of the beauty and the magic of the clitoris. And the vulva, all of it is just awesome. Think about your 8,000 nerve endings today, ladies. And lovers of ladies and how that spreads through your body stay tuned in and turned on till next week thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central 6 p.m mountain and 5 p.m pacific on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body